And he, he suddenly realized that it wasn't the money that had turned his life around. It was his newfound self-confidence that gave him the power to achieve what he wanted. Welcome to the You Better You podcast. Just two guys helping you better you. The quote of the week is, A man cannot be comfortable without his own approval by Mark Twain. And now, here are your hosts, Gael and Robin. Welcome back, everyone. This voice belongs to Gael. And this voice belongs to Robin. As uh, mentioned in the introduction, today we're going to discuss confidence. What is it? Why is it important? And why should we develop it? But before we get into a main conversation, Robin, what do you think about that quote? A man cannot be comfortable without his own approval by Mark Twain. Um, you know, I mean, I definitely agree with that because at least for me, I kind of view it as like you're in order to be confident, you need to be comfortable with who you are and know know your own worth. I, I like the fact that it says his own approval. And we'll talk about this later on, but it can be many of us may seek the approval of others, which isn't always necessarily, you know, always wrong, but um, this is something that we need to do internally. Let's start out by defining what confidence is. Now it can it can vary slightly based on our culture or or who we are, but you know, confidence is when you believe in yourself. Too much of it can become <laughs> arrogance. And that's when you think you are better than others and you act accordingly and you have an attitude of superiority. Why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> this is a creative way for us to have this conversation. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> but yeah, do, do you agree with that uh, definition? Yeah, 100%. Now, it's interesting. When, when I think of confidence, I always think of the word optimism. You won't see someone who's pessimistic also be confident. They, they don't they don't go together. But yeah. but there is a difference between confidence and optimism. You know, optimism is like the the lens we see the the world through, and we believe good. We believe that good things are going to happen. But confidence includes decisiveness. That's what makes it what it is. It's not just being positive, but it's doing something about it. Falls action. So there's an overlap for sure, but confidence is not limited by our view of the world since it comes from within. What do you think? Yeah. No, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. In your opinion, do you think confidence is a trait or is it a skill that someone develops? Is it both? I would say it's a trait for some, but it's definitely a skill that you can learn to attain. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's like having a sense of humor. Some people are born funny, you know, just, <laughs> just, the, yeah, just the way they talk, the way they look. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, some people just, they, they automatically, they never like sat down and worked on their sense of humor. They just have it. Whereas some may tend to just have maybe dry humor, but they don't, they don't really have a, a great sense of humor. Uh, especially not one that's broad, that, that would appeal to everybody. But to a certain degree, and there's limitations, but to a certain degree, you can develop the ability to, to be funny, right? You can, 
Mm -hmm. It's not just about having jokes, but if you listen to comedians all day and you have uh, your, your entourage, you can start to develop the speech patterns that it takes and, and build up a repertoire of stories, you know, that are funny Mm -hmm. and you can, you can be influenced by it. So the same thing goes with confidence. Some people are born confident you know, they, they just have that, that, uh, that trait, they have that, uh, they have that trait, but that's something that we can also develop as a skill. And that's something that, you know, we can, we can discuss later on. You know, we, we briefly talked about it, but why is it important that we, watch out for arrogance no one likes arrogance like it it just it just gives you like that a bad taste in your mouth where you just look at that person like what's wrong with you you think you're better than someone you think you're better than me (laughs) like so you want to watch out for it because you don't want to give off that impression to people it's a really bad whether it's a first impression or just a bad you don't want people to have a bad view of you and that definitely is one way to do it do you think people always know when they're arrogant? Mm. You have to be told. It depends on the person because some people don't have that self-awareness to, to recognize like, oh, that, I'm being cocky right now. Many times you have to tell the person. So then what, what would you say is the fine line being confident? Because I, I think there's a difference between being overconfident and arrogant. It's, it's a thin line, right? You can, you can yeah. bounce between confidence and overconfidence. Maybe you make decisions, you over calculate or you under calculate something you make you know decisions without thinking much yeah. about it and then there's skipping to arrogance where you're putting other people down so what, what do you think that line is yeah i'm not you said it right there um definitely being overconfident would be overestimating your own abilities and not being honest with yourself about what you, what you can or can't do and then arrogance is definitely thinking that oh i'm i don't need to practice for this competition i'm better than everyone here i'm just naturally good (laughs) yeah and and i think for me i think the line is when you start it's the way you look at others so you can be very confident in yourself and it may lead to your demise and that's obviously not good but the arrogance and cockiness is when you attribute others you you include others in that conversation like I'm better than this person. Like they, they don't deserve to be here. Like uh, I, I deserve this position at my job. You know, she, she doesn't mm-hmm. deserve it. I think that's when you cross the line because I, I think arrogance is a, it can cover issues that you have. Someone who's confident is, is generally an optimistic person. Whereas someone who's arrogant is trying to cover up some insecurities that, that they may have, you know? Yeah, so for sure. I, I definitely agree with arrogance stemming from insecurity and then you're overcompensating. Yeah. A confident person doesn't need to others to justify their worth. Whereas when you're arrogant, you're you you're yearning to be recognized for something. You're you want and crave attention you know, for whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. What can we do then to avoid arrogance? You probably know better than me, so I'm here to learn from you as well. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I would say the best way to avoid it is just being self-aware with how you're how you're coming off, what you say. Yeah, I I think that one of the things that can cause arrogance, confidence to turn into arrogance, is our relationship with others in general. The biggest way to avoid it is making sure that we're not working in a vacuum or in a um, 
echo chamber and that we're, we're really striving to, to value others. When we isolate ourselves and it, it, we have that me against the world attitude, it can quickly develop in, into that territory. Now, why is it important? You know, we, we talked about what confidence is. We talked about, you know, making sure that doesn't creep into, you know, being arrogant. But why do you think it's important to be confident? I feel like the popular saying, you know, confidence is attractive, fits very well with that. And not in a romantic, not just in a romantic sense, but just in general, you know, if you're, if you're working under someone, you want your boss or the leader on the team to be confident in his decisions. Because if not, like, imagine if the leader of a football team wasn't confident, the quarterback wasn't confident. And then you guys are, you know, you guys are in the huddle and he's like, um, well, I, this may work. I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens in, on this next drive. All right, guys, let's go out there. The rest of the team's going to look at him like, that didn't help us at all. Yeah. If anything, I feel like we're more likely to lose now. Who put this man in charge? I think confidence is very important, in, especially in any position for leadership, of leadership. But just in normal day-to-day life, people like seeing that. No, I, I like the fact that you. it's hard to trust someone when they don't trust themselves. Reminds me very briefly, I was taking a road trip with a group of friends and we were on a relatively dangerous road because there were no guardrails and we we're up on a mountain and the driver was scared. And because he was scared, I was scared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had no trust in him. And so even though I had preferred not to drive, I said, I would drive because yeah. I I could be confident knowing that at least I'm in control of the situation. Whereas because even though he had more experience driving than me, but at least I knew that I wouldn't be shaking, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, confidence is important. It helps others to trust you and, and to give you more responsibilities. And it can really improve your quality of life uh, and even improve all of your abilities. Well, we hold ourselves back when we're not confident. So even, even if we have talent, we may reserve or we may pull back if we don't have that, that, uh, that confidence. You know, under this topic of, you know, why is confidence important? It, it reminds me of a story, you know, I thought it would be perfect for a discussion. It's about a, a business executive that was deep in debt and he could see no way out. Uh, creditors were closing in on him, suppliers demanding payment. And uh, he's sitting on his park bench, his head in his hands, wondering if there's anything he can do to save his company from bankruptcy. As he's sitting there, this old man appears, you know, before him, and he says, uh, I can see something's troubling you. <laughs> and he ends up listening to, to the executive's uh, woes. And so after listening to him, the old man says, you know, I think I can help you out. So he asked the man for, for his name and he wrote out a check and he, you know, he forced him to take it. He pushed him to his hands and he says, you know, take this money. Meet me here exactly, you know, one year from today and you can pay me back at that time. You know, then he he turned and left. Now, the business executive saw in his hand a check for $500,000 signed mm-hmm. by John D. Rockefeller, the you know, then the richest man in the world. Yeah. So he's thinking, man, I can I can raise all of this, <laughs> you know, but he thinks about it. He makes a decision that probably changed the rest of his life. He decided instead of cashing the check you know, and then having to pay him back. Instead of cashing his check, he's going to keep it in the safe. He's, you know, he's thinking just knowing that he has that to fall back on 
mm-hmm. is going to give him the strength he needs to to save his business. So with this, you know, renewed optimism, he he was able to negotiate better deals, extended terms of payment. He closed on some uh, some big sales for the company, and within just a few months, he was completely out of that and making wow. profit once again. So exactly one year later. He returns. Obviously, he never cashed a check. He returned to the park with the uh, with the check at the agreed upon time. You know, he made with the with uh, with John. But just as the man appeared, and you know, he's getting ready to share the story to get him the check back. A nurse came running up and grabbed the old man, and you know, she's breathing heavy. She said, oh, "I hope he's not bothering you. He's always escaping from the rest home and telling people he's John D. Rockefeller." <laughs> So, so she apologized and, and, and took the old man away. <laughs> the executive is just standing there stunned. And he's like, all year long, you know, I've been willing dealing, buying and selling, convinced, you know, I had this half a million dollars, you know, behind me. And he, he suddenly realized that it wasn't the money that had turned his life around. It was his newfound self-confidence that gave him the power to achieve what he wanted. Now, I'm not claiming that this is a true story. <laughs> But I think it, it nicely illustrates uh, the power of confidence because nothing else in the situation changed. Obviously, if he had tried to cash a check, I don't know, he may have to talk to the police, but <laughs> if, he had, <laughs> if he had tried to, to cash it, it, it would not have mattered, of course. So it wasn't the, the money did nothing. It was just mm-hmm. knowing that he could fall back on something you know, something went wrong. So the only thing that changed his situation was his confidence. So I thought that was a provoking story. I mean, even if it's, you know, not true, but it helps us to to see the benefit of that trait and skill of confidence. I love that story. Now I just need to go to a park and have someone give me. (laughs) No, but I mean, he honestly, though, he probably gave him, even though it wasn't real money, what he did to that man was was worth way more than that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially especially if you take into consideration the the business not um you know going bankrupt and everybody keeping their job and you know so that was well worth that was worth way more than than that 500k. Mm-hmm. So with all that in mind, how do we develop confidence? So the first thing we can do and this may be surprising, but first thing we can do is celebrate the successes of others. And to be now, how in the world does that help us be confident if we're just helping someone else? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> when we say celebrate the success of others, it doesn't mean go party with them uh, necessarily. It means even internally within ourselves, we're happy because we we can be on the outside happy for somebody, on the inside, be like, mm-hmm. you know, they have a leg up, you know, above me. But uh, when we celebrate internally and we're generally happy for someone, it promotes positivity. And I know that sounds, I, I generally hate when people talk about be positive, you know, positivity. <laughs> I, I generally hate that. But but in, in this context, uh, we have to understand that confident people are positive, right? So yeah. it creates the, the atmosphere we need to grow our confidence. If you can get to the point where you're happy for someone, then you're setting yourself up to, to build that that skill. So someone who's confident, they don't see others as purely competition. They care about people and their well-being. And you know, we, we talked about, you mentioned this earlier, but confidence is attractive. Mm-hmm. And you can generally tell when someone 
It's confident. But yeah, it's, it's those small things that you do over and over and over again that creates that, that uh, personality trait. Because let's consider the opposite. If every time someone, you know, there's a quote that says, you know, never tell somebody your problems because 80% of people don't care and 20% are glad that you have them. Or it might be the opposite, you know, 20% don't care and 80% are glad that you have the problem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we have that mentality, again, that's just suiting our insecurity. And that's just that's just feeding the arrogance. So we go, we just we just jump straight to that. But yeah, so it promotes uh, the positive mindset that becomes the foundation of self-respect, which then builds and yields uh, confidence. The second one is knowing yourself. What are your values and why? Are they based on what others think? Do they shift all the time? What do I stand for? Now we're saying a lot of eyes, but you know we obviously respect you know the decisions that other people have have made about you know their values. But the question is, do you stand for your values? It reminds me of a quote: "If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything." So we can't develop confidence if we have no integrity, and you can't have integrity without values. That's deep. It's sad because that's something that. I think we see less and less of, of just people having their own value. Everything's like, oh, you know, do what you want, you know, you know, live life. You know, it's just broad strokes, you know? Yeah. And no one, no one has, no one has values anymore. And so how can you be confident when you don't have footing on anything? No, I couldn't agree more with you. The third one is get uncomfortable. Do something that scares you. I might add something on, on a regular basis. Uh, stop saying no to things. Uh, when you get used to being uncomfortable, you grow and you learn to be comfortable with the unknown. And over time, you train yourself to view the unknown as exploration, not as something negative, not as something that you're going to fail or, or be bad at. It's an opportunity. Uh, you view it as an opportunity to grow. And again, when you think of someone who's confident, they, you know, it matches. They're willing to do new things. You know, they're... Mm-hmm their self-esteem is high enough where it's balanced. They know their weaknesses. They know they have weaknesses. But again, they're open to to try new things. For myself, like that's something I'm trying to do right now, which is why I'm like going to the gym, even though like, I will say like in the beginning, it is very intimidating because there are people who've been training for months or years. And I'm this small guy, like here I am with my 30 pound dumbbells. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy right next to me is like lifting 80 pounds. So I think that's very important to get uncomfortable because then you're just able to, like, as you say, over time, you train yourself to become confident in yourself, knowing that you'll get to that end goal eventually. And you're not comparing yourself to other people for validation. Wouldn't staying in your comfort zone keep you happy though, Robin? I would say it's a false sense of happiness because then, you know, you're kind of lying to yourself and you don't grow staying in your comfort zone. You may be confident, momentarily but in the long run that'll dwindle out the the interesting thing about life is life will push you you'll be thrown outside of your comfort zone whether you want to or not right you can you can try to stay in your shell for as long as possible then you get fired right you've been working on that for 20 years now you're fired you know you're, you're 50 no one wants to hire you now and you're in that situation anyways but mm. think about being in that situation where it's still scary, of course, but you're constantly uncomfortable. So then this becomes just like anything else. This is a weird question, but I have a reason why I'm asking. Do you take cold <laughs> showers? 
I've tried. Right. <laughs> it's hard. I, I used to I used to do it all the time. And you know, there's there's some physical benefits of it, you know, dealing with your circulation and, and certain hormones. But if nothing else, one one of the things that its proponents kind of uses, you get so used to the horror of it. I guess terrible, especially when you do it early in the morning, you're just woken up, you're taking a cold shower, and it's 10 degrees outside. <laughs> you do it for over a month. And I experienced this. The first two weeks is miserable. You feel like you're in a concentration camp. It, it's, just, it's just terrible. Third week, it's bad. Fourth week, it's still bad. But over, over time, when you face other issues, it doesn't hurt as much. I, I, it's hard to describe, but you're, you've expended your ability to absorb pain and discomfort. Hmm. So you're more at ease. Like when something goes wrong, you're, more, you're not freaking out. You're more at ease because your body is used to pain. It, it's kind of like when you go to the gym, do you wear gloves or do you just lift weights with your hand? Just my hands. What am I? <laughs> just kidding. So have you started getting calluses? Yeah, I have. But I mean, like this isn't my first time training. This is attempt 999. <laughs> so I'm, I'm familiar with getting calluses. It does hurt. Yeah. But it's the same thing though. Like you, you build enough calluses where at a certain point, assuming it's the same weight, at a certain point, you don't feel... Like I used to lift weights and I feel like my bones were coming apart, like like mm. the ligaments, you know, not just the skin. But you reach a point where you have enough padding on your skin that you don't feel the pressure on your bones anymore. And that's the best way I can e- equate it. But mentally, you keep doing something that hurts and you get this padding where, okay, I, I lost my job. It's, it's, you know, these aren't good times, but I'm sure everything will be okay. Whereas someone else loses their job and they go home and they're like, where's the, where's the whiskey? You know, no! They, they, <laughs> no! <laughs> you know, they need something to... Your best friend, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Captain Morgan. But they need something else to help them deal with the pain because they don't have that in themselves. So all, all that to say, you know, that's the, that's the benefit of of getting uncomfortable on a regular basis. Uh, on top of you, you, you really do, you know, the second thing we mentioned was knowing yourself, but it does really teach you about yourself, about how much you can really withstand. So I'll say this, and this could be you or anybody listening. The next time you take a cold shower, you're going to start hyperventilating. And, you know, that's kind of hard to stop because that's your body forcing you to breathe heavy. But in that moment, think about it. Is this really hurting me? When you actually feel for the sensation on your skin, it feels cool because because it happens pretty quickly. Your your skin tightens up, and you know the surrounding skin is cooler, so you start feeling the insulation. So like like it's still. I'm not saying you start feeling warm per se, but when you actually start looking out for it and feeling the water, it's like oh, it's actually not that cold. Is just not fiery hot like I, I usually you know have the water. <laughs> it helps your mind to compartmentalize pain. Do you eat nails for breakfast? No, no. <laughs> Tough guy right here. <laughs> I used to wonder why all of us had that kid in, back in school that used to wear shorts and it's ten degrees outside. I'm like, what is wrong with like? 
I had a couple of those guys in my in my class. It is like your body; it just gets used to it. But but it's like anything else. I mean, when you think about, and this is going to move on to our next part. But when when you talk about working out, that's similar too. You're just adding stress to your body, and your body is compensating. So your your brain's like, okay, let's build bigger muscles so that the next time he needs to lift this from the ground, it's not going to hurt as bad. Meanwhile, you haven't been to the gym in 10 years. You go pick up the weight. The next day, you can't lift your arm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it's like anything else in nature. The more you do it, the more you can endure in, in the future. But again, you need that for confidence. It, confidence usually comes with experience. It, it, you can have the trait of confidence, but it, it, won't, it won't be long-lasting if, if you don't have experiences to, to fortify it. All right. So, so far we've talked about, you know, we've been talking about how to develop confidence. The first way is to celebrate the success of others and to be generous. The second one is to, you know, get to know yourself, you know, identify what your values are, why they are your values and standing by them. Of course, we still respect the values of others, but we need to have a basis for our own beliefs. And the third thing we just discussed is, getting uncomfortable, uh, stop saying no to, to new things. And that way we develop, uh, we cultivate the, the mindset of um, exploration and that can, that can help us to, to grow in confidence. The fourth one is building respect for yourself by taking care of your body. It, it's not just physically, um, but that's uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, even spiritually. Again, it's very hard to be confident if you don't want to be in your own skin. And so we've mentioned, you know, going to the gym a couple of times, and that can be a, a, a great source of confidence. I can say, I think a lot of guys in general, they, that's where they learn confidence by going to, by working out or playing a sport. Uh, that that counts too, but that's why they gain confidence because they see themselves. You know, w- when you go to the gym and when you play sports, you can actually quantify improvements. You see yourself getting better. You can you can see results, right? You know, obviously you're on your way again, but it takes so much effort to make it there. And once you do that over and over and over again, you develop a self respect, which again feeds uh, your confidence. Because now you're able to do something that many people aren't able or, or willing to do. And again, with confidence, you're not worried about other people. But at the same time, it's, it's um, reassuring that you're able to, to do something that is difficult and, and that is hard to do. Something that helps me, well, not helps me, rather something that going along the lines of building respect for yourself, at least what I've been doing, is just practicing more self-love. You know, they say self-care is self-love. For me, certain things like that is going to the gym, taking care of my body, making sure I'm eating properly, making sure I'm getting enough sleep. And then, of course, feeding the mind, trying to read every day. I know something that helps many people, and I, I sort of do this, is just telling yourself positive affirmations. You know, I can do this. Uh, I will get to to this end goal. I will do X, Y, and Z. Those are all things, at least... That's what I found that helps me build more respect for myself by doing that. Yeah, and I'll add that it can be very easy to cast those things off as silly. Mm-hmm. I don't need affirmations. I like using opposites, right? So let's consider the opposite. What happens 
when you tell your mind, I can't do this, I can guarantee you won't do it, right? When you have that mindset, when you have that attitude, that, that kills me when, when other people say that. I want to do this, but I don't think I can. Like, well, yeah, there's no point in trying now. You just told yourself that you won't do it. So you won't, you know, you're self-fulfilling prophecy. You, you, can't, you won't put in the effort that it needs to because you, you're telling yourself that despite your hard work, you won't do, you won't succeed anyway. So mm-hmm. why would your brain prioritize that? Yeah. You um, need to be your number one fan. Yeah. Because honestly, the real world does not care about you. Yeah. <laughs> you, have a, you have a select group of friends who will care. But even then, to a certain extent, you have to be your own number one fan. No matter what other people say, if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. And this goes back with a previous episode. That is the importance of, I feel like we repeat uh, uh, stuff a lot, but you know, the truth is the truth. You know, that is the importance of having small goals in your life so that as you're reaching your goals, you get that sense of uh, accomplishment and mm-hmm. that feeds into the next thing, right? So the, the more you do, even when you lose at something, you know, maybe, maybe your goal was to do a 5k in under 20 minutes. I'm just picking a number. Even if you come in at 25, but you know, if you were sitting on the couch before, you know, I, I still accomplished something, mm-hmm. you know, like you could tell yourself, yeah, you know, a month ago, if I did this, I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm able to do that. But yeah, that is the importance of of accomplishing uh, smaller goals. It, it helps you to build respect for yourself, and that's why I mentioned that it's not just with exercising, but it's it, it includes feeding the body and the mind. It's important that we're always learning. I think school, and you know, we're in the United States, but I, I think school in the United States, I'm making a generalization, but they don't help you to love learning 100 and so when people graduate from school they they graduate with a good riddance attitude mm-hmm. and school is paired with with learning but and, and it's a travesty really people graduate and like, oh i'm done with this but when we learn on a regular basis the, the more we know the more uh the more of life we experience we enjoy and again it all feeds into building respect for yourself uh, when you can have an inte- uh, intelligent conversation with someone, yeah, it, it, it can it can help you contribute to a conversation. You know, can help you contribute to something that that's a big help. One thing I did want to mention: this goes back to physically working out. But a lot of people work out not because they want six pack abs, but they do it because of the brain. Mm-hmm. People who work out, and I will say, especially you know, cardio, but it cannot, whatever you're doing, but people who work out on a regular basis would tell you, you think like your thinking is way more clear. You have more control of your emotions. There's so much benefit mentally to, to working out. And in fact, um, there's a couple of studies uh, released fairly recently that show that working out can help society depression. And this is something that, you know, Everybody knows somebody with with depression. It it can get pretty serious, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying every case can be solved by just exercising, but it can exercising alone can help your brain just in general be healthy. Yeah, you get a <laughs> boost that serotonin boost. So a, a a healthy brain will obviously promote 
um, healthier, you know, emotions and, and the like. So let me ask you this. Would you say that you are a very confident person? I'll say I'm, I can't answer that question with a yes or no. I'll say I'm confident in certain things and not so confident in others. Generally speaking, I'm willing to try something out unless it's dealing with heights. <laughs> if, if it's uh, anything with heights, I, I don't do it. But, but I'm generally willing to try something out. Uh, it, it could be anything else. But yeah, I'm fairly confident in in, in certain areas in, in life. And, and that's because, and not because, you know, I think I'm all that, but because I've learned that at things isn't as bad as, you know, people make it seem to be. It's just, mm-hmm. in fact, you can learn so much through it. But honestly, to enjoy life, you have to, it's just a part of life, you know. Like I said, I, I I definitely can't say, I want to be honest if I said I was confident in all things, but it depends on, on what it is. I can be fairly confident. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I would say I'm pretty confident, like in myself for the most part. Um, At least for me, I, I think over the over the years, I, I realized that like, that's just something that I've just naturally done. I've, it's kind of subconscious. I've, I've never really thought about it. Then Look again, you. I, <laughs> um, but see, here's the thing. That's why. I, that's why I, I did the talking because I'm. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> yeah, you said this was my intervention. <laughs> um, no, like, like I, uh, I think I, I probably said it in a previous episode. Like growing up, I was very robotic. <laughs> like I wasn't insecure because I didn't think I didn't think about it. I was like, that's for humans. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it's just one of those things where at least for me, something that's helped that I recognize from a young age, I think even before high school was that I'm just, you're in your own lane. So when you're in your own lane and you're just focused on you, you're not comparing yourself to anyone. You can't really be like, it's hard to become insecure, which is an external feeling because that comes from comparison. If you don't compare yourself, the only time, at least for me, I ever compare myself is to my previous self. And I, I can't, become insecure over my previous self because I'm striving to become better each and every day. So at least for me, that's how I've just naturally been confident just because I don't gain or in general as humans, you don't really gain anything when you compare yourself to others because everyone's in their own lane. Everyone has their own experiences, their own thoughts, their own struggles. So yeah, that's my two cents. No, I appreciated that uh, what you said about comparing yourself to others, you know, versus comparing yourself to your past self. I do think it is important to, if we again we've mentioned this before in the podcast. But I think it is important to have friends or associates that are that are in parts of their life that you're striving to reach. I, I yeah. do think it is important to have someone that you can um, not aspire to be, but someone you can you can use as a reference. Mm-hmm. But um, that is not the same as comparing yourself to to that person. There's another saying, you know, comparison is a is a thief. Of comparison joy. is the thief of joy. And no matter who you are, there will always be somebody better than you at something. You know, you, you could be you could be amazing. Yeah, you could be amazing at something. You have immense talent, and then there's someone else is better than you. So that's a recipe to to hate life if if that's what uh, you base your happiness on. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, you know, we, we, we've talked about, you know, how to obtain confidence, but why do you think 
Uh, I don't think we discussed this before, but why do you think so many people need to work on that? Why, why do you think so many people aren't confident and seek validation from others? Honestly, I feel like there, there are mo- definitely multiple reasons for that. But I guess in the, the simplest form, I think it comes from not, not knowing yourself and, and not understanding like what your own skills are, what your beliefs are. Especially if, you're, if you like, have grown up comparing yourself to other people, you kind of get lost with who you are. So it's, you know, it's hard to be confident in yourself if you don't know who you are or you're always comparing yourself. That makes sense because, you know, that was one of the, you know, one of the steps to develop confidence is is getting to um, getting to know yourself. And honestly, I think that out of the four steps we have to develop confidence, that's probably the hardest one. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get yourself to, you know, you can celebrate the success of others and it, it's, you know, you can you can start being generous today. You can do something uncomfortable today. Uh, you can start taking care of your, your body, your body and mind today, but knowing yourself, which was that second one, that that can take some time, especially identifying if you don't already have some strong ones, identifying what your values are and what you want to stand, you know, stand for. As many say, you know, ser- soul searching that that can that can take a long time. But yeah, nonetheless, um, confidence is is important, as you mentioned, um, especially in a le- leadership role. But it can be pivotal to having a successful life. And of course, you know, ev- everyone's definition of success is is a little different. But no matter what the definition is, it's hard to be successful if if you don't have that confidence. So uh, again, by way of a, a quick summary. Confidence is crucial uh, to each of us reaching our potential. Uh, we gain confidence, in short, by being positive, both internally and with others. Uh, build, your, build respect for yourself and, of course, respect others. And always be open to new experiences and finding peace, what's foreign to us. Confidence can be somewhat abstract, and it can mean different things to different people. Some cultures may make it easier to be confident. Some cultures may make it harder (laughs) uh, to be confident, but it is an important ingredient uh, for us to to reach our goals and and our potential. Very well said. That was beautiful. (laughs) All right. So we, we look forward to uh, our next discussion. We still gotta, we gotta talk about, we can end this afterwards, but what was it? This has been two guys helping you better you. Yes, sir. And again, just this in there. He's messing up, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because yeah, I'm I'm used to recording at eleven o'clock at night. It's just eight eight thirty four, and I'm messing up already. This is what real men do on a Friday night. <laughs> we don't party. Yeah, we're not at the clubs. <laughs>